This is the Root Student Ministry Podcast, where our mission is for middle school and high school students to establish strong roots in their relationship with Jesus by connecting in the body of believers, growing in their knowledge and faith, and going to serve the community and the world. If you would like more information about us, check out our website at icrossroads.org roots, or you can find us on Instagram and TikTok at CSM Roots. From wherever you are listening, we hope you are encouraged by this message. Hey guys, welcome to week three of our series called How to Friend. So when I was in middle school, I became friends with a guy named Eric. And I had known Eric for a while, like even into elementary school, but we became really good friends my eighth grade year and even into my freshman year. And I even remember hanging out at my house singing Wonderwall by Oasis with him as we were thinking about this cute girl in our youth group named Chanel. And we're like, today is going to be the day that we go back to you. I don't really remember the words, but Chanel, we were singing that to you. And Eric and I did a lot of active things together and we spent a lot of time together. We were even in the same life group for a while. And this is until he started making more friends at his school, at his high school. And we stopped coming, he stopped coming to church as often. And after that, our friendship kind of just drifted apart. And I even remember my mom asking me about it and wondering why Eric wasn't around as much anymore. And she then asked a whole bunch of questions like, okay, did y'all get into a fight? Or did he hurt your feelings? Or did you hurt his feelings? And did you find out that he's a 30-year-old lumberjack? Because like, he was kind of a lumberjack. Uh, But did he find out that you have some sense of humor, like the same sense of humor as a middle schooler? Because I still kind of did at the time. And I was like, no, mom, we just went different directions. It happens sometimes, and it's true. Friendships do go in different directions, and life just happens. So see, in this series, we're talking about how to friend, but what do we do when it's time to unfriend? How do we handle it when friendships drift apart or move in different directions? Sometimes change in a friendship isn't over reasons that were a big deal. Maybe it was like something like, oh, you changed schools, which made it more difficult to stay in touch, or schedules changed, and now you don't see each other as much. Uh, maybe you've both changed interests, which means that you have less in common. Changes like this are difficult, but eventually they get easier to cope with because they make sense. You have a reason that you can explain to your mom when she asks, how come you don't talk about or hang out with so-and-so as much anymore? So when it comes to Eric, I told my mom that he was just too big of a deal and too cool to hang out with my church friend group anymore. And oddly enough, that made total sense to her. And it made sense to me too. And it's kind of like this in these shoes, all right? Here's my shoes, kind of gross, I know, but whatever. It gets a point across. See, sometimes the separation is easy. It's not a big deal. It just kind of happens. It unties really quickly. Everyone gets it and understands the knot is untied in a very simple way. Sometimes it's not so simple. You can't just pull it. There are a lot of different emotions involved. There's a lot of history and memories, and it's difficult to figure out how to separate. You finally get there and move on. Sometimes, however, the reasons aren't so cut and dry. For example, maybe you and a friend had a difference of opinion about something that you both feel very strongly about. You care about each other, but neither one of you is willing to change. So what happened? Well, the friendship changed instead. Or maybe you had a friend who hurt you with their words or actions, and it's something that you just can't move on from. Or maybe you're the one who hurt them with your words or actions. And what happens then? 
well, the friendship changed. Or maybe you had a friend who started walking in a, in a different path and one that you don't think is good for them or for you. And you can't be around them when they're making decisions like that. Or it's, it's just too much of a temptation for you to make the same decisions yourself. So you have to make a change to the friendship until something changes in their life. And maybe you've experienced this before. Maybe you were the one who initiated the change and it was difficult and you were frustrated and mad at them and they didn't understand why you drifted apart. Or maybe you were on the other end, someone quit making an effort with you and, and maybe you understood the reason or maybe you had no clue why they stopped talking to you. You were hurt and you felt like you didn't get closure or an explanation. It just felt like you were rejected. It felt like rejection. And maybe that's exactly what it was. And wherever you find yourself right now, the reality is many friendships only last for a season. And if you talk to any adult, they can tell you how they've had many friendships that were simply for a season in their life, but it didn't continue on. Sure, some may last a lifetime, but that's rare it's far more likely that we will experience friendships that drift or break apart, break apart at some time. Friendships have the potential to change for better or for worse. It's a realistic part of life that happens. And sometimes it's the best thing that can happen for ourselves and for our relationships. So how do we friend through a transition? How do we walk away and handle it well? How do we carry ourselves in a mature way even when our feelings are hurt and our emotions are involved? So in the New Testament, which is the second part of the Bible, the first four books of the, are the accounts of Jesus, the stories of Jesus' life when he lived here on earth. And after Jesus no longer walked the earth, the book of Acts, which is the next book after the first four books, and it tells the story of what happens next. And it was the first page in the history of the church. We are gathered in church today because of what ordinary men and women started back then. And things that were recorded in the book of Acts is why we do the church the way that we do now. Now with Jesus gone, Jesus' closest friends who were the disciples were wondering what to do with his incredible message and how to share it with the world. So they began traveling to different places and sharing the life-changing message of Jesus. And in this passage that we're looking at today, we have three guys, Paul, Barnabas, and John Mark. Paul is one of the greatest Christian influencers of all time. He ended up writing more than half of what makes up the New Testament of the Bible. And his friend Barnabas was a huge encouragement for all of those around him. In fact, that's why he was given the name Barnabas, because it means encourager. Barnabas was also an important financial contributor to the biggest church of his day. And finally, there's one more character, John Mark, who is Barnabas's cousin and the eventual writer of the Gospel of Mark in the New Testament. And these guys were getting things done. They were doing a lot of ministry and they were spreading the news of Jesus. And it wasn't always easy for them though. So check this out in Acts 15, verse 36 and 38. Sometime later, Paul said to Barnabas, let us go back and visit the believers in all the towns where we preach the word of the Lord and see how they are doing. Barnabas wanted to take John, also called Mark, with them, but Paul did not think it was wise to take him because he had deserted them in Pamphylia and had not continued with them in the work. 
So Paul and Barnabas were friends who were doing some pretty important work together. They were revealing Jesus to people and establishing churches along the way. But when they decided to go back and check on some of those churches, problems started. Number one, Barnabas wanted to bring John Mark, who apparently ditched them the last time that they went out on a trip like this together. And number two, because of that, Paul isn't so sure about bringing John Mark with them. He didn't like being stood up before. So why would he want to bring him along again just to maybe get stood up again? The fact that this story is included in the Bible is so important. It would have, it would have been so much easier if the writers had decided to make everyone look like a hero or if they just told you the stuff that you were supposed to, to do or believe when it comes to your faith and not all the kind of negative stuff that happened. But that's not what the Bible is. The Bible is a collection of stories about real people who had real disagreements and lived in real tensions and are doing their best to get it right when it comes to following Jesus. So let's check out what happens next. And this is in Acts 15, verse 39 through 41. They had such a sharp disagreement that they, who's Paul and Barnabas, they parted company. Barnabas took Mark and sailed for Cyprus, but Paul chose Silas and left left, commended by the believers in the grace of the Lord. He went through Syria and Cilicia, strengthening the churches. So listen, Paul and Barnabas were two guys who understood the power of showing grace, overlooking offenses and moving forward. They understood that things would be better if they could come to an agreement. So I'm assuming that they tried to work it out. And if we can make peace, we need to try. But if we can't, we need to have boundaries. And that's what Paul and Barnabas did. They decided to go their separate ways. It was a disagreement between friends, a disagreement big enough that they decided that separating was the best thing to do. And so when we read this story, their disagreement may sound petty or small, but it was a big deal to them. And so when you think about it, any type of conflict is always a big deal when you're one of the people involved. In fact, maybe you've experienced something similar yourself. Maybe a friendship was strained and people on the outside felt like it was an overreaction. But for you and and your friend that you disagreed with, it felt like a very big deal. You get it. But what I love the most about the story is that it doesn't end in conflict. The writer of Acts, Luke, goes on to say that the two men, Paul and Barnabas, kept going in the important work that they were doing. They kept telling others about Jesus, even though they weren't doing it together anymore. So think about it. They could have let this conflict in their friendship stop them just completely. They could have let it impact the work that they knew they needed to do. They, They could have stopped talking about Jesus and started talking trash about each other, but they didn't. Both Paul and Barnabas continued their work of spreading the the message of Jesus with new people leading to a doubling of their efforts. Their friendship changed and ended, but they didn't let it end the mission that they shared. And here's what I think that you and I can learn from them. Being a friend means walking away friendly. So what that means is you can experience a change in your friendship and still have a positive attitude about the other person. You can, like Paul and Barnabas, have a friendship-ending disagreement while still going on with your life in a way that doesn't impact you or the other person for the worse. It's possible. 
If you're faced with the end of a friendship, you have the choice to be friendly, even if you're no longer friends. You can still treat them with respect when you're in the same place. You can speak well of them when their name comes up. You can move forward with your life just like they can move forward with their life. The story of your friendship may end, but neither of your stories has to end. You can move on and not let it ruin you or ruin your reputation by handling it poorly. And that's what Paul and Barnabas showed us. So how do we walk away friendly even in the moments when you don't feel like it or like it's fair? Let's start with one simple word, forgive. This one word is a really big deal. So if we're going to choose to forgive, we can start this way. Number one, identify why you're frustrated. Name your pain. Whether you're upset with them for making the choices that they're making or you're upset that they're no longer talking to you and there's no reasonable explanation or things change and it wasn't because something anyone did, figure out why you're upset. Don't try to figure out who's right or who's wrong. Just identify why you're upset. Then, number two, cancel their offense or forgive. That might look like letting go of what you think that they owe you, canceling the debt, softening your bitterness towards them and the circumstances. It's okay to be hurt or feel hurt, but don't let your hurt get the final word. As God has forgiven you through, through Jesus, pass that on to them. Ask God to help you extend forgiveness to them. So when God helps us forgive other people, we see more clearly how God has forgiven us. Forgiveness is a chance to see God at work. Forgive, then forgive again, then forgive again, then forgive again. Or if the friendship simply changed over time and no one is at fault, it may be realizing that there is no offense to forgive so much as to just change, change to come to terms with. Peter, another person who helped start the early church, said this in 1 Peter 3, 8 and 9. Finally, all of you should be of one mind sympathize with each other, love each other as brothers and sisters, be tenderhearted and keep a humble attitude. Don't repay evil for evil. Don't retaliate with insults when people insult you. Instead, pay them back with a blessing. You don't have to continue to be friends, but that doesn't mean that you have to become an enemy. You can pray for them, forgive them, be kind to them, speak well of them, and assume the best in them. Choose to be the one who takes the high road, even when it's difficult. This will be challenging, but the work is worth it. So being a friend means walking away friendly. And it won't be easy, but the person that, that will benefit the most is you. Imagine the pain that you'll spare yourself by not holding grudges, starting wars, or trying to get even. Seasons change, people change, and friendships change. Sometimes people will simply go in separate directions but you can do it in a way that doesn't devalue the friendship or the other person. So let me pray for you. Heavenly Father, I know that many of us have probably already uh, changed friendships, even recently, even as a school year started. And God, I know that when we change, a lot of times we want to uh, be selfish and point the blame on someone else. But God, I pray that we can uh, show respect and honor even when we don't feel like it. I pray that we can walk away friendly by by honoring the name of the other person that has, has hurt us or that we are separating friendships with. 
So God, help us leave well. Help us uh, be friendly even when we are separating our friendships. Uh, we love you, Jesus. We pray this in your name. Amen.